Radio Podcast, our very first episode of the year 2020. We've made it a whole decade, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we're still alive to bitch about it. So, I guess that's that's got to that's got to count for something. Anyway, I'm Dusty Bones, and joining me as always is my partner in perfect crime, the man of the hour, Chris. Caputo. Happy New Year, everyone, uh, and also to you, Dustin. What's going on? Ah, everything is grand. I'm not my normal self today. Old Dustin's not feeling so great. It is National Hangover Day. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, there's that. So, uh, we know that you're not feeling your best either, but we want you to know, hey, we're here for you. We promised you a bonus show. Mm-hmm. And it took us a little while to deliver, but deliver we have done. Well, we got there. We got there. And uh, as voted on by you guys on our both our Twitter and our Discord, you're all in, uh, very enticed by uh, the guns and riots option. So that's what we're doing today. We're going through each of the four uh, riots that were incited by Guns and Roses, mostly Axel. <laughs> let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. This is, this is the Axel episode. I don't know. We may uh, we may decide he's not to blame on a couple of these. I'm not going to say this is the trial of Axel Rose. Yeah, no. That, that was saved. A, when was that actually? The real trial. That was. Oh, that was probably in. Was that after Illusions? No, it was between the oh. uh, the Stephen Adler one. I think I don't remember. Oh yeah, when Axel's sitting in the courtroom looking pissed. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the like, no emotion on his face. He's like, "Why the fuck am I here?" Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Well, yeah, we've got a uh, we've got a uh, we got a lot to talk about today. Normally, uh, with our new way of doing things, this would be about the time we'd kind of take a commercial break. But uh, we're not going to be doing that today. We are coming to you completely commercial free because this is your episode. The bonus show for you know the fans, the friends, uh, the supporters of our great podcast. So this is all your work, guys. So thank you very much. Oh, no doubt. We definitely appreciate all of your support. And we really hope that uh, in the future, you guys uh, will continue to support us throughout 2020. Because we have uh, some great stuff coming up uh, much sooner than later. And uh, I think that you guys are going to be real excited to hear about some of that. As a matter of fact, Chris, Mm -hmm. why don't you tell everybody about our social media, because that would be a perfect segue into uh, our big announcement that we've got to to, to drop on everybody in this episode. Oh, absolutely. If uh, if you're a first-time listener, then you're going to want to head over to our Twitter and our Instagram. They're both the same handle. It's going to be at Guns and Radio Pod. Guns, the letter N, Radio Pod. Um, yeah, and this episode, this bonus show was thanks to us, to you guys getting us 100 Instagram followers. And if you want to get to another bonus show, so I mentioned, we mentioned earlier, a few episodes back, about uh, the next bonus show, we did, uh, we want 50 uh, five star reviews on our Apple Podcast page. But I'm also adding another way to get a second bonus show. And that is, if we get to 100 Twitter followers, we will do a second bonus show for you guys. Nice. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. And it should be easier than ever to find where we're located. Oh. Absolutely. You want me to all spill the beans? Go ahead. You might can tell them better than I could. Yeah. So now... Besides our Twitter and Instagram, you can also find us at our brand spanking new domain website. All you gotta do is type in guns and radio po- gunsandradio.com. I almost fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so it's gunsandradio.com. You can uh, check out all the archive the archived episodes there from beginning from one and yeah, like I just I don't know if we're gonna include the the this is episode zero. Um, uh, we're, 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 that's, that's, Future day. 
we'll we'll see yeah. what happens. We've acknowledged its existence. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> there there is like a little blurb about it there. So you'll definitely it's from let's just say from zero to whatever we're at now. Right. And you'll get all our stuff there. Um, you can find a, you can find our Twitter there. You can find our Instagram, our Discord as well. You want to join our Discord server? It's in the link in this description of this uh, podcast. That's right. And uh, if you go to the pages, I think the coolest feature is every episode has its own page there. And when you go to these pages, you can open them up. Anytime we do a watch along, the video to watch is right there. Anytime we've done something that required visual for you to look at, we've included it in that page. So everything you need, there's not going to be any more, hey, if you want to watch this video with us, head over to YouTube, type this shit in, hunt it down and all that stuff. No, from now on, all you got to do is go to gunsandradio.com, click on the episode that you're listening to, and all of the supplemental information that you, if you want to join us and be interactive with us is right there. Uh, the episodes there, it's going to have a description. You can download it directly from the website. Plus, we've included bonus information on every show, on every episode, so that you can kind of use it in a way as a Wikipedia of sorts. Yeah. So, hey, when we finish this project, though, that we're doing with this podcast, we will have one kick-ass Guns N' Roses fan page. Damn straight. I think it'll be better than a, a lot of other fan pages. So, uh... Take that, my junior form. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna hate on those guys too much. No, no, too we much. we joke and kid. You know, the forums definitely were very, I guess, essential to like this hardcore junior fan base. So I can't knock them down too much. We'll joke, but like we love them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we kid. We with mm-hmm. everybody except the one guy we've said we don't like a couple yes. of times. Yes. I don't have the eyes of the ranger clip just handy right now. Yeah. We'll put it in post. Fuck it. <laughs> so, yeah. what? Uh, so, we're going to get started here then. Is there anything else we need to discuss before we dive in and take a look at these riots? Um, no, I think let's, let's get right into it. Um, should we begin with the, the beginning or should we go like sort of... I think we should go in chronological order. All right, so that means we're starting with probably the most infamous one of them all. Oh, yeah. Yes. The Riverport Riot. Also known as the Rocket Queen Riot. Yeah, yeah. The Riverport Riot. This riot took place on July 2nd, 1991 at the Riverport Amphitheater, now named the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater, the one that yours truly likes to visit from time to time. In Maryland Heights, Missouri, which, by the way, is St. Louis. Let's just call it what it is. It's like uh, before we went on the air, we were talking about how when you went to StarCast, how it was like in Chicago, but it was like in a town right next to Chicago. Yeah, we were like in Schaumburg, which is like half an hour out. Yeah, that's that's how Maryland Heights is with Missouri. One of the part, well, part of the things that makes it appealing for me is you don't have to go through St. Louis to get to it. It's right off the interstate. You can take an exit, make maybe two or three turns, and boom, you're there. During the band's uh, performance of Rocket Queen, Axl Rose, in the middle of the course, pointed out a fan who was taking pictures of the show and said... And then, of course, Axel would dive into the crowd and uh, proceed to attack the guy. And we all know what happens next. So the guy's name was was uh, Stump, of all things. I love that name, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's not because he's like uh, got a leg amputated or anything. But yeah, okay. that crowd fucked their shit up. And it was a little venue, like a, from what I've read and uh, seen on it, that part of the reason this riot was so bad in particular is because it was the the, the venue was brand new. Oh and yeah, it was did, very yeah. At the time, it was like brand new, and they spent like millions of dollars on this thing. Yeah, and 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 then they didn't they didn't have the right amount of staff. That that too also like there was apparently like if you read into this more like 
you know, GNR's security team made, like, all these requests to the venue's security team to, like, you know, get this guy's fucking camera out of there. But, like, the venue security was fucking clueless. Just wasn't doing shit. Yeah, what a different world it was back then. Yeah. I think it was, if I remember correctly, I think the pictures the guy took were with one of those, uh, do you remember disposable cameras those like little cardboard cameras you could get at walmart where you take a picture and then you crank it oh yeah you get like it was like those kodak cameras you get like i think like 20 or something and you get you have to take the film and get it yeah and get it developed uh, developed that was like two weeks oh man i hope someday i'm currently on a mission and i haven't announced it publicly yet but i'm on a mission to find the stump guy because i live so close to this and if I can't do anything but sit down and chat with him for about 15 minutes about this, mm. I would love to have him on our show. Dude, that'd be awesome. I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. But We have two riot survivors on our show. I know, right? And probably yeah. the most famous one lives right over here close to me. Right next door to hell. <laughs> I know, right? And... uh <laughs> part of that now he stump would go on to sue axel rose after this riot you know oh, about I that? i've got a clip here i'm going to play you uh of stump talking about that lawsuit now counter door william stevenson is suing rose claiming he suffered serious back injuries and rose jumped on it in court i had to sit three weeks straight in the courtroom with him and they literally sat me and him side by side and on this big screen they put in the courtroom made us watch the concert in front of the jury. I'm rocking out, you know, watching the show. My lawyer's like, dude, you know. His lawyer had took the sign from the front of Riverport, which was maybe three by five, and had it blown up and brought it in the courtroom and said, you didn't see this sign? And I said, yeah, I see this, seen the sign. You know, of course, it wasn't that size, but I've seen it. And he goes, well, can't you see on there? No cameras, no. I said, I haven't lied through this whole thing. I said, I, I snuck the camera in. I told you I had it down my pants. I had a knife on me. I had a bottle of whiskey. Everything I snuck in, like I always have. I said, I'm not denying I broke the rules, but it still didn't give him the right to do what he did. And they both have compromised, and they both reached uh, an agreement between... The jury came out and asked for some more evidence to look at, and then they come up to the summer numbers where about where we, we was all in the same ballpark. And wound up settling the case. Basically, I asked my lawyer, I said, is this done and over it now? And he said, yeah. I said, okay. And I grabbed my book up with my photos of him. And he's like, where are you going? I said, I'm going over to get my autograph because he owed me an autograph. And he's like, no. And I go, well, why not? What, I, what's he going to do? He goes, who knows? I said, well, we'll find out in a minute. And I walked over to the table and all the news media people were around him. And uh, I just kind of cut, rudely kind of cut through, you know, excuse me, excuse me. And set my book down in front of him and I said, uh, I think you should autograph this picture. And he just looked at me like, are you crazy? You know, dude, it's people like me that buy your albums and come to your shows to put you where you're at. I think you got a little bit away from where you came from. And uh, I said, I'm not a bootlegger. I said, this picture stays in my collection and I want it autographed. And he goes, he looks up at me and then I had him thinking and all the media is like, this is going to be great. You know, they're all cameras rolling. He's going to sock him or he's going to sign it. Yeah, so uh, they finally, uh, he looks up at me and says, do you want me to put Billy or Stump? I said, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, you may have given me a right hand, but I just wanted an autograph. Yeah, he said, because uh, I listened to an interview with him when Guns N' Roses came back in 2016, and he said uh, he was excited about it because he's still a big GNR fan. That's dedication. Yeah, that's damn right, especially because like, after this, like, Basically, Junior is basically banned from the entire state. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck is wrong with us as a group of people? We take uh, so much shit from this band. Yeah, they, you literally were in the liner of thank you notes for User Illusion 1 and 2. It wasn't a nice <laughs> thing they said, but... <laughs> Bitch, you made it. You know, Axel is telling you to fuck off, you made it. It's like that guy that punched out Danzig and became just as famous. Yeah. <laughs> Except the other way around. This guy got famous for getting hit by Axel. But man, what balls. Made him sign an autograph. That's badass. Yeah, Shit. I'd be like, no, I want an autograph and a fucking Polaroid picture. Damn right. Have we played the news clip yet? No, I don't think so. St. Louis. Let's don't. get to it then. According to police reports and eyewitness accounts, about an hour into the show, Rose spotted a fan in the front row taking photos of him and got upset. 
cameras are not allowed into the amphitheater. Rose reportedly yelled several times for security to stop the fan from taking pictures. When they failed to respond, Rose announced that he would get the guy himself and then jumped into the crowd and allegedly pummeled the fan. Venue security jumped in to pull Rose off the fan, then Guns N' Roses security jumped in to pull them off Rose. Axel eventually made it back to the stage, announced, thanks to your lame-ass security, I'm going home, and left the stage. The rest of the band played on for a few seconds, then left when they realized Axel was gone for good. The house lights stayed down for 10 minutes as the crowd booed, and when the house lights came up, some 2,000 of the 20,000 fans began to rush the stage. Along the way, the fans assaulted security and police officers, destroyed seating, ripped up turf, and then took to the stage, attacking or walking off with Guns N' Roses' gear. Here's what some witnesses at the scene had to say after the riot. Axel comes out, he's got on a new fur coat or whatever. They start singing. He looks down at the crowd and he's like, take it, take it, take it from him. All of a sudden he goes, if you won't take it, I'll take it from him. Axel jumps into the crowd. Security gets there in a hurry. Axel's throwing blows. He gets up on the stage. Security's all over and all of a sudden Axel goes, I'm out of here because of piss poor security. He, and he takes off and the band kind of slowed down. I vandalized some property here. I pulled out some plants and I threw it against the wall. I was mixed up in the commotion. I know I shouldn't have done that, but I just let my adrenaline take take over. So far, no one's serious. I don't think we're going to have anybody that's admitted to the hospital tonight. Uh, but we're repairing a lot of lacerations and doing a lot of x-rays at this point. And supervisors that were there took firm control over the officers. We were very cognizant of Incidents that have happened around the country with police brutality being an issue, we were concerned that that would not happen here, and it did not happen here. The Maryland Heights Police Department says that Guns N' Roses snuck out of the venue and hightailed it out of town during the melee. However, Guns N' Roses management says that as soon as Axel and the band got off stage, they were told by police and the concert promoter to leave the venue at once, which they did. GNR management adds, quote, We saw lots of people on the show with bottles, cans, cameras, even knives. One of our roadies was hit on the head with a bottle trying to save Slash's guitars. You ended up with kids all over the stage destroying drums and grand pianos and lighting rigs. This is a month-old venue with a new staff. We think security was insufficient for this event. Meanwhile, three hours after the riot started at 2.30 a.m. Wednesday morning, Axel Rose phoned a St. Louis radio station and in an off-air conversation reportedly said the band would have liked to have come back to finish its show, but things got out of hand too quickly. Dan Durkles of the Riverfront Times, who was there to review the concert, told us that he not only saw police use water hoses and tear gas on the rioting fans, but that he witnessed individual acts of police brutality and that one of his fellow reporters was clubbed with a nightstick after telling police he was with the press. All this, adds Durkle, because Axel Rose didn't like his picture being taken. With the band's gear trashed or stolen, the July 4th Guns N' Roses show in Chicago was canceled. Resuming their still albumless U.S. tour tonight with a concert in Dallas. The group says it hopes to reschedule the canceled Chicago and Kansas City shows probably in early fall. As for the St. Louis riot, in which more than 60 fans and police officers were injured and several hundred thousand dollars worth of damage was reportedly done to the venue, local police, while blaming the incident on banned behavior, have not filed any charges against the group. And the venue, a two-month-old facility called the Riverport Amphitheater, was open for business again this past weekend for a concert by warrant. Guns N' Roses frontman Axel Rose says he feels he's being made a scapegoat for the riot, which he blames on lack security. I don't think the blame would have come down on the band, he says, had the crowd gone crazy at a Barry Manilow show. Weird how things... It's, it's so weird to me when you think about this guy got thrown out. Not, well, not thrown out, but basically got attacked by Axel Rose for having a little shitty cardboard camera and taking yeah. photos. Yeah. Fast forward to 2012, and I was in the front row with a guy recording the concert on his phone, and Bumblefoot takes his phone out of his hand, runs around the stage, and gets up-close videos of everything while the guy, oh. the guy was recording or streaming online. But, like, even, like, even on, like, the, I remember the, when I went to see him in 2010, yeah, that, that, that 
the little Canadian leg on the Chinese Democracy Tour. I remember they're very like there's like a shit ton of security looking out for people like recording the concert or whatever. But like, a couple people got away with it, so I still have some, still have a good quality audience recording of that the very uh, the January twenty eighth, twenty ten show from Toronto. It's a fucking oh. awesome show, by the way. So up next, this is probably not a, not as infamous as Riverport, but it's like close enough to it because this was on like that huge the Metallica GNR tour. And dude, they had some crazy fucking openers. They had Faith No More, Motorhead was opening for them, and fucking Body Count. Damn, damn! So dude, they had that that was a hell of a lineup, especially for like those days. Huge. Oh yeah, no wonder there were so many fucking people at this show. But I think we all know the story. If we don't, this time I'm gonna get my shit together. Hang on, let me play that infamous clip. Get your shit together. And uh, we're gonna play. Uh, let's play the news clip. There we go. News yeah. Recent memory blew into the Canadian provincial capital of Montreal on Saturday night and ended in a riot after Metallica frontman James Hetfield was sent to the hospital with exploding pyrotechnic injuries and Guns frontman Axl Rose abruptly ended his band set with some ominous comments about the band's future. At least eight police and ten concertgoers sustained minor injuries in the melee that followed. A dozen arrests were made and initial reports estimated damage to the stadium to nearby stores to total as much as one million dollars. Things started going wrong about halfway through Metallica's set when a stage prop exploded, inflicting second-degree burns on James Hetfield's arms and legs. The band was forced to terminate its set, promising the crowd it would return to play a makeup show. And Hetfield was taken to a nearby hospital for treatment. When Guns N' Roses took the stage, about two and Two hours and 15 minutes later, according to Montreal Gazette rock critic Mark Lepage, who was in the audience, the band played about six songs before Axl Rose told the audience, quote, We got it together in Europe, only to have it come apart here. In case anyone is interested, this is going to be our last show for a long time. Rose then song dub sang Double Talk and Jive, and then Civil War, and then walked off. Although press reports have blamed Rose's hasty exit on his ongoing throat problems, which have forced cancellation of three U.S. shows in the last two weeks, journalist Lepage says there was no announcement or explanation offered before the house lights suddenly came up. As the audience of 53,000 people filed out of the stadium, some 2,000 disgruntled concertgoers began to set fires, break into souvenir stands, smash windows, and overturn cars. This one's on you guys, though. Yeah, well, they're, they're on my neighbors. Montreal. <laughs> I've never been to Montreal. I've never been to Canada. <laughs> Canada. Canada. <laughs> Jeez. When he was building the website, I almost put uh, on your bio, I almost put hometown Canada, C-A. Canada. <laughs> Jesus, we've been around for a few hundred years. Come on. <laughs> From the great city of Canada. Yeah. Dude, this riot was at a, a huge-ass stadium. This is an Olympic stadium, which is like a, a silver, like 66,000-plus seater arena. With this lineup, huge. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Apparently, there was 53,000 people in attendance. And 2,000. Yeah, so, I mean, that's still, I mean, it may have not been sold out. Yeah, or maybe it could have been, I guess, they had to arrange things for staging and whatever, all that bullshit. Yeah, just because it's a 60,000-seat arena doesn't mean you're going to get that much, especially when you... When you throw in the, uh, what do you call it, the thrust, the, the, the catwalk that Axel likes to have. Yeah, I think, yeah, even during that, like, Junior Metallica tour, they had, like, a big catwalk and shit there, too. Yeah, and so, but it says in the in the article I was looking at that it's estimated that only 2,000 people mm-hmm. actually participated in the riot. Yeah. And... So I guess what happened was Axel, according to Axel, like his monitors weren't working right. He was having throat problems and he couldn't continue. But mm. that wouldn't be such a big deal had what happened to James Hatfield not happened prior. Yeah, dude got almost burnt alive. I know, man. And now look, I'm just going to put this out there. I like the music. I don't like the the, the band. Metallica have always come off to come across to me as a bunch of douchebags. 
I think it's mostly Lars though. I could like Lars is a looks like just looks like a fucking douche to me. But, like the rest of them are okay. It's just I think it's Lars. Lars is a shitty drummer that got lucky, and yeah. I think he owns the name, or else they would have got a decent drummer. Mm-hmm. But like James Hatfield seems cool. Yeah, Lars he's fucking cool. Seems like a dick. Yeah. And uh, the guys in this clip I'm about to play you here from Metallica, uh, the, to me they just come across as dicks. Here's Metallica's side of the story. He could have been the hero of the day, you know. We continue the show and, you know, the band plays on and we're here to bring music and he throws this fit. Axel's monitor system wasn't to his liking. Then it stormed two of the evening kind of happened. Pete said something into the mic and just threw it down and walked off stage. Axel didn't want to be outdone. And that's when all hell broke loose. So the kids start freaking, turning over cop cars, fighting the police, burning everything inside. People just storming into the grandstands and destroying everything. Some cars were on fire, there were people hurt, and we couldn't leave. I go and light myself on fire, and he upstages me. <laughs> and so we went into the dressing room, you know, and they're acting like nothing happened. Axel's down there with the cigarette holder in one hand and the champagne glass in the other. So my voice is giving me trouble. <laughs> Your voice is giving me trouble. You shouldn't probably be drinking or smoking. And it reminded me of, the, of what it must have looked like when Rome burned and, and Nero played a fiddle. We can relate to Axel and his attitude, you know. So we learned, we learned quite a bit on what not to do. <laughs> Isn't it funny how history has almost erased Guns N' Roses? One of the great frontmen in the past 20 years disappeared, yet Metallica continues to play anywhere in the world in front of any mass of people, comes out with a new record which will always go platinum. And uh, really quick, before we move on, I just want to say, Dick, that uh, how much did we say that the Not In This Lifetime tour grossed oh i think it was like 584 million on there something like that number yeah yeah Yeah. definitely almost 600 million close to 600 Mm. million yeah and um what was it the number three biggest third third highest grossing tour of all time as of right now yeah okay not bad for a fucking band that history that has been erased from history, right? May not have the best relationship with our fans sometimes. But yeah. you know what Axl Rose has never done? Fucking sued us. Yeah. How bad do you gotta forget where you came from to sue your audience? Yeah, that fucking ruined Metallica in a lot of ways, I think. The whole Napster lawsuit. Just yeah. like the fan perceptions went down the toilet in there. I am still mad about that. To this day, I have not bought... I've bootlegged a lot of their music. I have not bought anything with Metallica on it. Bitch, fuck that. We all stream their shit now. Who cares? I don't even stream it. If I can't download it illegally, I won't listen to it at all. I'm not going to sit through an ad and let them get money for my listens. I'm pissed. They don't even make that much off a of stream anyways. Like, point, like, one seventy-second of a cent anyways. You know what? Not one fraction of their scent, the sense that that band has made, came from me. It's true. At least since 2000 and what, 2002, 2001. Yeah, because yeah, that was around the time when the whole thing started because the, the their Mission Impossible 2 song, whatever, like someone leaked on Napster. And they're like, what the fuck is this shit? I'm not making money off this. Sue them. Sue the people that buy your music. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they accuse yeah. Axl Rose of forgetting where he came from. Anyway, mm. dicks. That's why I don't fuck with Metallica. Uh, let's hear Axl's side of the story real quick, and then we'll move on. So we're kind of like around the Bay Area, right? Good. So it's kind of like we're we're here on somebody else's turf in a way. People we we used to like to think that we were homeboys or something. 
we'll talk about maybe your good friends, I don't know, Metallica for a minute. We're going to tell you a couple of things about Metallica. First off, they do a lot of bitching for a band who got paid about 20-30% more than fucking what they deserved at a show because they didn't bring that much. Ooh, Axel's talking now. Well, listen to that. He's, who's he think he is? I'll tell you who I think I am. I thought I was friends with these people. You know, I don't know how long they were on the road, but there was nobody in their crew that had ever got a bonus or paid anything extra for working their fucking ass off and slaving for that man. I pretty much watched a lot of people get treated like shit and it wasn't very enjoyable. I watched a man named James prove that, you know, see, since I'm supposed to be the rock racist, because I used a word once, I watched a man show me that he was a motherfucking racist. Had a real big problem with Ice T and any black man's actually. You know, my rappers really turn on black man's and I can't handle that right there. I watched them be really shitty to black people that work with us. That wasn't very enjoyable. I watched them diss on other people like Sebastian and shit. People that like love this fucking band. They love Metallica. They would like fucking do anything for that band. But Metallica don't give a shit. Lars don't give a shit. Motherfucker calls me at four in the morning trying to kiss my ass and stuff. It's like, but I can't trust the motherfucker. Because he's going to take it and figure out where to go make some more money. All right, there you have it. Uh, that clip comes from a concert. I forget which one. And, uh,. Yeah, you got anything else you want to add to this? I, this episode is kind of a <laughs> kind of a clusterfuck because this isn't what we're used to. Yeah, but, not at all. But it, I mean, you just... can read this shit yourself. Yeah, this is all out there. I don't mm. feel like it's going to do us good to sit here and read like a news report. Yeah, we're trying to blend like a like us whatever riffing on it with like uh, like you know clips tidbits. So it's like a it's not like us riffing on like a song. We're doing like a more docu style kind of thing. Something a little different, you know, like change up the pace a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong, but it's, 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 it, it, we're, we this isn't a news show. This isn't a news yeah. episode. We're playing you clips and things to kind of remind you of what went on. But at the same mm. time, you know, our commentary on it is, is, uh, is, is, is what you're getting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was fucking insane. Just from reading this stuff. So well, the estimated 2,000 people who were involved, basically they, what the hell, they uprooted a street lamp, overturned police ah. cars. Oh my God, the Montreal police show up in riot gear. Tear gas was used. Damn. Jeez. Three police officers, ten riders injured, and at least a dozen arrests. Fuck, I wouldn't expect that out wild. of The shit was wild. That was wild, man. Holy shit. See, I always thought a Canadian riot was like they've got a brick, they're about to hurl in a window, and somebody's in the way. Hey there, buddy, could you step on over there for me for a second? All right, thanks. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll wait till you're finished. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lot, lots of apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know oh. why my Canadian and my Minnesota accents are so similar. <laughs> I guess because the only thing I don't really know what a Canadian accent sounds like. I don't guess. Yeah. I don't hear it with you. Like. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm too. Uh, I don't know. That's more like you'll hear that more like in northern parts of like certain places in Canada. You know, like more like northern Ontario, you're gonna hear a lot of those like Canadian accents. They're talking a boot and yeah. a and uh, going for a rip and uh, smoking <laughs> darts. Yeah. But you get that in Minnesota, so that's weird. So, yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's like a. So when it comes to accents, there's like a, a, a stripe of people that don't have them, and then there's like above them and below them. Yeah, those are little like rednecky when you go like more northern small town parts of Canada. Oh, so it's just like here in the south when you go to the southern parts of the United States. 
A little bit, but like I don't know if they fuck their cousins or not there. <laughs> oh, moose. <laughs> well, that and a little bit, a little bit of deer <laughs> gives beaver tail a whole new meaning, maybe. Oh, you know I've never seen a moose. They're interesting. You ever got attacked by a moose? No, actually, I've seen like little like deer, like you know, walking some trails, whatever, like little like little Bambi looking fucking deers. It's like out of nowhere. Do moose get in the road there, like how deers come up in the road here? Yeah, if you go more, like, northern, like, what we call, like, cottage country, you'll definitely see more, like, oh, uh, watch out, like, deer crossing signs or whatever. You get more of those, like, deer or, like, moose crossing. Because, like, they'll just cross the fucking street. And, like, if you don't brake fast enough, you're going to kill a deer. You're gonna, boom, it's going to hit your car. Yeah, deer do that here, but what about if it's a moose? Wouldn't a moose just fuck you up and keep walking? Oh, for sure. Hands down. Those guys are tough <laughs> bastards. Hands down. Uh, was there anything else we need to add on this one before we move on? That one? No. Let's move on to the second of two Canadian riots. This one coming about 10 years later or so. All of a sudden, we got an announcement that one of the band members hadn't come, and then someone was like, oh, it's Axl Rose. So we're like, oh, no, these people are going to riot. I was so ready to party hard. I still love Axl. No, I don't. <laughs> what happened in Vancouver? If we were there, we were there. Axl's in the air. He's on his way. Like, we had three hours before we even had to go on, and they pulled the plug on us. It should have yeah. never been canceled, and everyone will hopefully get over it. This was the, the supposed to be the kickoff of the O2 Chinese Democracy Tour. Yeah, but the yeah. this is the one that everybody says should not have been canceled. Yeah, there's there's definitely some up for debate, whatever. Because like, I think the, the venue, the people at the, the venue management, whatever, I think canceled it prematurely. Because this yeah. was like still at 8 o'clock local time there. And I believe this is the one. No, Philly is the one that I'm thinking of where uh, that's the one that, 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 that killed the whole the whole tour. Yeah, this one was like, this was just like the comeback was like, people were like hyped for this shit. And then it's like, oh, well, this comeback already started on a very sour friggin' note. But see, here's the thing, though, that gets me. There, you know, this one riot happened because they no-showed. I mean, yeah, Axel wasn't there yet. But they canceled yeah. the show, you said, like, at 8 o'clock, right? Yeah, the doors didn't even open, apparently. And, yeah, if the motherfucker's on his way, dude, Axl Rose ain't going on stage till, like, midnight any fucking way. You know this. Yeah, who cares? He's got the money to pay the union dues and shit and whatever yeah. noise violation bullshit. It's, it's, he'll be there. We're pretty yeah. sure. Like, we can kick, we can attest, he's, he's gonna fucking be there eventually. Mm-hmm. Now... Maybe it was different back in those days. I don't know, but I feel like well, well. Here's here's let's play a clip really quick of Axel talking about that. Hey, what's going on, Axel? What's up? I'm getting ready to play. Yeah, man. So uh, welcome to Seattle, dude. Yeah, well, it, right now it's beating Vancouver. Yeah. So you want to address last night at all? Uh, sure. Um, we were going to play a show and the, the plug got pulled on us. And, uh, we were fully able to meet our commitments and we don't really understand what happened right now why the show was pulled we have a legal team looking into it uh to get to the bottom of it and then they'll have to sort out things about the people that bought tickets and things like that but basically uh the building manager just decided in all of our opinion uh, prematurely that the show was just canceled and he didn't discuss it with anyone he just announced it over the we found out my guys found out over the public address system. I had read that you were like stuck in LA or something, and and they were. No, I, I was in the air. I was in a plane on the way to the show. Um, it, it gets complicated. Yeah. Um, the 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 biz, the manager of the building said that uh, the doors wouldn't open till he had confirmation that we were wheels up, that the plane was in the air, and as soon as he had that confirmation, he canceled the show without telling anybody. Let's take some balls. And not only did he cancel the show, he canceled the show, and before this, I, I don't know if it was a riot or a disturbance, whatever started, they had police at the airport trying to find out what was going on with me. So it, it's all kind of screwy. Okay, so yeah, this is the one where Axel was on his way, he was in the plane, and then the yeah. matcher canceled it. That uh, audio clip that I played for you is from a radio show. Where mm. Axel talked about the incident. 
yeah, his flight was delayed or some shit, and then it's like they're like, oh, we're just canceling, whatever. And like people like paid fucking good money for these tickets, and they're like, oh, we just got fucked out of a show. Yeah, but but see, here's the thing though: a lot of that uh, was going on at the time. They announced like what twenty, thirty tour dates, and ended up canceling most of them. Like it would that was yeah. that was very commonplace for GNR at the time. They yeah. would announce all these tour dates. And then, like a day or two before the show, most of them would get canceled. Mm-hmm. This was yeah. This was supposed to like kick off the tour. I think this was supposed to go all the way up until like two thousand three. A bit at one point, or is it just two months of shows? I don't know. I'm I'm not even sure to be honest with you because they I know they announced a whole bunch of dates and then they kept getting canceled and then yeah. finally they just canceled the whole tour altogether. And yeah, because this was November seventh, two thousand two. Yeah, it was supposed to go up until the beginning of 03. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, 90% of this tour, I think, or at least a good chunk of it, got canceled. Oh, yeah. only They only played about a month's worth of shows, and that was it. Yeah. Which sucks, because that particular lineup was was really good. I mean... It's fucking phenomenal. They had Buckethead, Robin Fink, uh, Fortis was there. Is that the Brain only time on Bucket toured with him? Uh, well, besides the few shows in 01, yeah. Yeah, so if you wanted to see the Bucket area, you had to get lucky and get one of the uncanceled shows. Yeah. Which is good, because actually, I found like a, a recording of the Toronto show on YouTube. I don't know if it's there anymore. There's still clips of it, but like I have the, like, the recording, the audio and shit. It was, pretty, it was a damn good show. Yeah, it seemed like it. It didn't seem like Guns N' Roses, though. It... It yeah, it was like very, very yeah. It was a weird ass set. This was very like appetite for destruction heavy. Yeah, it was like all over the place. But like, it was still a good show. Like Axel was like fucking was kicking ass, doing his usual rants and shticks and shit. That was yeah. the old, uh, uh, as I call him, the uh, Jersey and sweatpants Axel. <laughs> Local the, team Jersey. <laughs> oh, oh, what's the dude from Trailer Park Boy? Oh, damn. Oh, you talking about Bubbles? No, Ricky. Ricky, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you, this just made me think of Ricky from Trailer Park Boys, jersey <laughs> and sweatpants. Yeah, pretty much the the four twenty. <laughs> I fucking love that. <laughs> like, dude, this was insane. Apparently, like, dude, Kurt Loader was there. Apparently, <laughs> oh god, good old Kurt Loader was there on scene. He's saying like, bro, me- dude, these people were hoisting the security barriers and throwing them into the doors. Glass doors. <laughs> Jesus. They're just throwing shit. Attack dogs are coming out. Bro, and then, like, this is, like, if you see, like, the news footage of this shit, it's, like, police brutality at its finest. Oh, yeah, they just come dude, with the batons and just beating the fuck with people. Dude, one dude actually got his teeth knocked out. It's insane. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the news footage. Uh, the only the only reason that I didn't play any of that is because it's mostly visual. Hmm. I mean, we might throw some of it in there, but I'm already throwing GNR Central's video in the link, mm. and uh, he covers most of that. Dude, yeah, the Vancouver police were sued by two people there, actually. Fucking good. They shouldn't be yeah. able to get away with it. So they're shit. sued by one guy who lost six teeth, and another guy who was attacked as he left the venue with his daughter. Oh, man. So then we're going to fast forward a little bit, and mm. we're going to go ahead a month from there. And uh, we arrive in good old Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, home of Chris Caputo's yeah. favorite wrestling show, ECW. ECW, ECW. <laughs> He's hardcore. <laughs> and another various chance which we cannot say because they're very like not 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, especially yeah. the woman. Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Those are uh, bad now. Oh my god! Man, that footage hasn't aged well, has it? Oh man! Yeah, now you see like a chair shot to the head. I cringe so hard. I'm like, I'm enjoying this match because it's awesome. But like, anytime I see a chair shot to the head, I'm like, oh, oh concussion yeah. syndrome. And like half yeah. those guys are dead now, which is like, oh, it's so sad. Well, uh, we do have a survivor of one riot. That is uh, the third man on our show, Dan from the What the Famicom podcast. Oh yes, I remember this when we had him on episode five. I remember we got into the uh, the uh, f- the story of his encountering on uh, in this particular riot. 
That's right, we certainly did. As a matter of fact, let's play you that clip right now. I was at the uh, 2002 show in Philly. I was hype as shit to go see them. And I had the same love I have now as I did then, and everyone made fun of me. And it was December December 6th, 2002, I believe. I had the tickets. Yeah. I went. He didn't show up. A riot happened. My, I think my sister saw me on the news. She like told my dad she saw me in the news coming out of the stadium, and I was like, "This is like the worst thing ever." Yeah. Like I had that scar, I had that like burned in my brain until like four years later when I saw them. Did they not show? Was there all, was all their shit still there? Um, I think with the Philly show, it was infamous. So I don't know how much you guys know about that one, but the opening act was CKY and Mixmaster Mike, the DJ. Uh-huh. It was the old two tour, yeah. Yeah, so Mixmaster Mike kept playing. He just kept DJing. He kept like, kept playing with his you know records, and I'm, everyone's like, "What the fuck is this guy doing? This set's going on for like an hour now." And everyone's just like, "What? Get off stage! What are you doing?" So the guy kept trying to kill time because Axel wasn't there. Nobody knows the truth. People say he was uh, in LA watching a Lakers game. People say he was in the air. People say he was like, I don't even know. Honestly, he could be in outer space when that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> but people like they announced like an hour or an hour and a half or two hours after they were supposed to go on. The intercom was like, "Guns Roses are not going to be going on," and people just started throwing things. I saw a chair on fire. They like, oh, they, I remember hearing this. They because I I worked at the stadium at that time too, so I knew some of like the managers and security people. They actually put a lot of the women security like women employees and women security guards like away like in a room because they were afraid that like drunk guys would like try to like attack them oh my god yeah it was crazy and there you go from his own words and you know what that is the only account really that i could find on it that's been yeah yeah at least from here like i don't know if there's any news footage or anything from this but yeah i couldn't find any yeah, like in this like um, article from Ultimate Classic Rock, I don't see there's any here, but it gives you a very detailed thing about like what came before it and like all this other stuff. Yeah, because like, man, yeah, because this was like the comeback of like GNR, like one of the many botched comebacks. <laughs> yeah, this was supposed to be the comeback, but yeah, because they had like the surprise VMA uh, performance, whatever. Even though it was like meh, but still. Um, and like the whole start of this tour got botched. We spoke of that just not too long ago. And then a month later, it's like, oh, this happens. And then basically the whole tour is done, canceled. That's it. Back yeah. in. I mean, part of me can't blame them, but uh, I'm going to play you some. Let's play Axel's. Uh, Axel actually talked about it at a concert. Let's play that clip. Kind of the consensus is that this tour was sabotaged in a lot of ways by by Clear Channel, by the record companies, and the people that were wanting Slash and and you know what I mean wanted the old lineup to get back together. 
Oh, yeah, because they definitely saw this. Like, dude, this was, like, when they did that whole, like, uh, the uh, MTV Awards thing, like, that was huge, especially because it kept the surprise pretty relatively decently well. I mean, I guess, like, the record company was like, oh, wow, this shit maybe like, they may be able to pull this shit off. They're like, oh, fuck you, Axel. Yeah. But, I mean, I see the point where, like, a a manager wants to come along get the old lineup back together so they can make their money off of the royalties and don't care about Axel or his vision or anything like that yeah man but this is like you're dealing with people if people can't fucking get along move on and yeah, say I mean, okay at some point you've made your money and, yeah. uh, and it becomes just purely about your artistic vision mm. and if the person if the artist can't have their vision and they've already got the money mm. i mean they're not going to yeah. stick around what's going to happen he's going to run off again <laughs> like he did from what 94 to 99 oh the wilderness years <laughs> and he's going to do something the fuck else because he just don't want to fuck with you and your shit because he doesn't have to yeah and, I mean, I know sometimes we give Axel shit on this show. Yeah. But it's all in good fun. I mean... Yeah, like... We're still yeah. fans. We still love the guy. But... Yeah, he's definitely a, a character. I mean... To... I, that's really the only explanation I can come up with as to why this tour failed so hard. Mm-hmm. Is that, I mean, it had to have been somebody on the inside sabotaging shit. Had to unless, have been. unless, of course, it, you know, the stories and rumors are true that Axel was just being crazy and wanting to watch Pretty Woman in the hotel or what the fuck ever. Or was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3 secret oh, uh, news? Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Pretty Woman's Bitch. another one. He was watching Kundun. I mean, I have, even with all of the crazy ass Axl Rose stories that we have that we know are true, I have a hard time believing that this guy, because that, 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 that goes from crazy to stupid. Like, you know that you have to be at a concert in another state mm-hmm. and that people are lining up and you're fucking off at the hotel at eight o'clock when... You know what I mean? Six hours yeah. later. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, I don't know why. Like, with Axel, I think he just operated on his own time. He didn't really give a fuck. And it's like, like you can't do that when you're on, like, this big tour and you're, like, you got money at stake and you have, you I know, mean, a lot of shit. Especially if you're promoting an album that who the fuck knows when it's going to be released. I think a lot of people didn't want that album released. That's true too. Like it could have been released at so many different times. Two thousand, thousand one, two thousand two, which should have been fucking released by then. Even by, like, no offense, it should have been released before oh six. After that, after oh six, no one gave a shit anymore. Yeah, but I mean, what was it? Two thousand when they decided they needed to fucking re-record everything. Uh, it was yeah, like, actually, yeah, because I think were those the. I think those were the Roy Thomas Baker section, the sessions. It was 2000 or 2001? Is that the ones we got last, or this past summer? Yeah, we got. It was mostly 2000, I think. Stuff from 2000. So we got the shit that was deemed not good enough to be on the album. Or I think that was what was first recorded, I think, maybe. And these were just rough mixes of stuff. So I, I'm not sure, actually. That's definitely something we got to look into, like, yeah. history wise. I don't know, man, because I don't... Every time we get one of these, I don't bother digging up the history. I just want to hear the songs, man. <laughs> yeah. So this was... Yeah, it was in 2000, I remember. Because they were still in the village, the village studios there. The old one, I think. It was 2000, 2001. Say around okay. that time frame. So, so it was like had, before they went on tour. I think, yeah. So had they not pulled that bullshit where they needed everything re redone... Yeah. We could have we could have had this album, which may be why we don't have any vocals. That would that would explain why we don't have any vocals on it on hardly anything. Yeah, because even if you listen to like the the released versions, the vocals are literally the same. Because these yeah. vocals were recorded between 
between 97 and 2001. And, like, nothing of Axel's vocals, like, ever changed, really. Like, that's it. Since we talked about, like, what the, these these crowds did and, like, just the relentless damage these people did, like, dude, people were taking out, they were taking out the drop ceiling tiles and tossing this shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Folding chairs, seats being ripped apart. Friggin', oh, my God. People were starting fires in this building. Dude, they smashed the mixing board. So, like, that's interesting. Dude, it is fucking Philly. Yeah, dude, Philly's crazy. Those people are hardcore. Oh, man, there's only one place. Uh, that's why ECW was a thing. That wouldn't have fucking gotten over anywhere else. Sure oh, as hell dude. wouldn't have gotten over in fucking St. Louis. <laughs> um, yeah, so only about 15 people were injured, with five requiring a visit to an area hospital. No arrests, which is surprising. Yeah, and oh there's still God. rumors about what the fuck, why this happened, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think it all boils down to who do you believe. And, and usually there's three sides to every story. I'm sure nobody was completely innocent. Yeah. But I figure, like, if you take what Axel has to say, if the people that canceled the tour gave their side of the story, mm. <laughs> which I couldn't find if they did, and... Mm-hmm you take what they have to say you're probably going to find the truth somewhere in the middle yeah there's like there's a few like excuses a few reasons the common one was i think i mentioned this even on that episode too on episode five but like uh axel was watching some basketball game in his hotel room in new york city he's like he wasn't even there he's like i don't can't be bothered by this concert i'm watching this basketball game or some shit (laughs) And there was one, like, said uh, he was suffering from some sort of mental breakdown over stress surrounding this tour. But then, basically, it's like, oh, Clear Channel pulled the plug. Yeah, Philadelphia, mm-hmm. man. I wonder, yeah. wonder if any of the ECW guys were in that crowd. To me, this is the funniest scenario. This crowd's running around throwing shit, and then you see, like, the the, the, the guy in the straw hat. From the oh, audience. my God, straw hat. <laughs> yeah. From ECW, except like he's not participating in the riot. He's just like holding a beer and cheering everybody on. As I say, ECW had like their own sort of like riot. I don't know if you ever saw the clip where like they uh, piled a bunch of fucking chairs onto a public enemy. Yeah, yeah. which is a classic. And they're like, "Don't throw any chairs," and people are just oh, that fuck was it. Terry Funk and Mick Foley, I think. Yeah, they're like, give me a chair, and then, like, fucking 20 of them yeah, everybody down. threw their chair. <laughs> I think Terry Funk got clocked by a chair, but he no-sold it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Philly! <laughs> Philly, baby. It's, it's fucking... Cr- they're the craziest motherfuckers there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, you don't fuck with Philly, man. Do not fuck with Philly. Those people are hardcore. Like, Philly and, like, Chicago, you don't fuck with I gotta admit, though, I'd still love to see Philly. I'd still love to go there. Oh, yeah. Be nice. Because, you know, if people... People that are that... Passionate about the thing that's pissed them off... Mm -hmm. Are always the coolest people to have the great... That have the best time. You know what I mean? Like... Mm. Imagine how how fun that concert would have been had it happened. I mean, yeah. we wouldn't be talking about it today. We probably wouldn't ever talk about it, period. Yeah. But if you were there, what a hell of a concert that would have been to be partying with those crazy bastards. Oh, yeah. But, like, you would have been trying to avoid death at the same time. <laughs> no, nah, but, like, that's pretty much the whole retrospective of uh, GNR riots. Thankfully, none have happened yet since. Unless, right. like, they play, like... Hard school at the next like tour festival dates or something, then maybe they'll be right. <laughs> Actually, no way. If they're in like South America, those people will lose their shit. Oh man, uh, I don't even think we've come close. I mean, usually, usually there's a fine line between this crowd's going to riot. I think I think a lot of it too is nowadays everybody <laughs> knows what to expect when they go to a GNR show. Yeah. So when we start getting into. Uh, when it starts getting about, you know, after the opening act goes on, they go off usually at about 8, 8.30, something like that. Yeah. We know we're not seeing GNR for another, like, till midnight at least. Yeah, at least back then, for sure. And maybe in 02, people weren't expecting that mm-hmm. like they do now. I don't know. That's just me yeah. speculating on it. 
Yeah, I was gonna say that was the like, like we thought like user illusion tour was like the height of Tardy Axel. This was even worse at points. Yeah, this was even worse because like I remember when I went to see him in 2010, it came on like at 11 or something, and I only got to see maybe like an hour and a half of their concert because I had to catch the the subway before it closed at one. Yeah, fucking pissed. I don't blame you. Oh man, but uh. Yeah, that's our riot show, man. Unless yeah, that's got... our our first bonus show. Yeah, our very first one here on New Year's Day, twenty twenty. But we're not slowing down, folks. Hell no. So we hope you guys will come and join us uh, this coming Monday in three days. Is it three days? Yeah, this no. will be yeah New Year's Day is a Wednesday. Actually, be five. One, two, three, four, four days. Four or no, it's five. This is Wednesday. Five. Just come back, Monday. <laughs> yeah, just come back Monday. Hang on. Let me look at my calendar. Notice every time we start fucking with math on this show, it January always 6th. goes downhill for us. Yeah, Monday, January 6th. Now, we're going to be talking about attitude next time. We'll have much more structure and a plan yeah. and everything. Back to back to the regular, the old school. As yeah. say. The way we I do fucking it. attitude. Yeah, joining us for the spaghetti incident. And yeah, man. Until then, uh, I'm Dustin Bones. And I'm Chris Caputo. We'll see you guys in the future. Happy New Year. Peace. Happy New Year, everybody. 2020. Woo-hoo. <laughs>